<laughs> Man, that intro gets me jacked every time. I love that. Yeah, it does. It's almost as good as the X-Men theme. Yeah, look at Matt in his Christmas X-Men sweater. I'm pretty jealous of that. Well, speaking of X-Men, uh, we want to say hi to all the women and men out there. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a Tony Shivani shitting. Uh, well, saying the word, not necessarily pooping himself. Uh, Tony Shivani shitting, scorpion splashing. Uh oh, what's that an allusion to? War Games previewing episode of the Brothers of Discussion. We're going to talk everything, literally everything in the world. But then we're going to narrow it down to the AEW Impact uh, Union. Ooh, that's what we need. It's more male wrestlers on AEW. Matt, we're going to talk. We're going to talk the return of the icon, Sting, for reasons. Nobody knows. Matt, we're also going to drop our interview with Warren Hayes, wrestling podcast and YouTuber extraordinaire. Uh, we had a blast meeting this guy. We had a blast talking wrestling with him. Uh, we can't wait to do it again. Hopefully, you know, we can have a, a nice, uh, you know, wrestling community strengthening friendship that will just blossom, just like the Hurt Business. Matt, before we get into all that, of course, you know, it's hot. It's spicy. Uh, it's so hot and spicy, there's frost on the ground. My God. Matt, how are things over at the Casa de Eddie? Uh, they're going fantastic. I laughed because you took your shot at Sting coming back, and our viewers, like, cut in half. They went back up, but it was like... <laughs> right when you oh, it, no. <laughs> so, no, everybody, we, we love Sting. Stick around. I um, love Sting. Yeah, from, <laughs> like, the 90s. But, Matt, go ahead. Um... This is a big week for everybody. Uh, we all got our uh, Matt. I got a hot tag right out of the gate for you. Um, Go for it! All right, let's do. Uh, oh, hot tag. we got we got our ladies in the house. What's up, Amy? Hey, Amy. Um, Amy, I got a question for you too, Matt. Um, you're gonna go first though. It was a big week. Spotify <laughs> released your top songs of the year. Matt, did any wrestling themes make it onto your list? And if so, I have three. Uh, okay, so I don't. Should I make one up? Because I sent you my list. Did you absolutely know there is not a single there wrestling was... theme on that list? It is chock full of nursery rhymes, uh, Disney music, like specifically songs from Disney World rides. Uh, <laughs> it it wasn't. I mean, it's 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 for me. Like I, that's the thing. It's for my baby girl. But I I pick them because they're the songs that. Uh, of kids songs I want to listen to. Uh, so that that's what happened there. Uh, it is uh, the first year as I posted on uh, my Twitter or our Twitter account. Uh, I, I'm disappointed in my list and uh, spankings abound. Uh, just kidding. See, that's why you don't have kids. They're going to ruin your wrestling playlists. Matt, I had uh, a, a playlist uh, peppered with uh, things like the raw theme. Uh, uh, the <laughs> Hey, that's a good song. Uh, Legendary by uh, that Christian rock band whose name eludes me right now. Um, I had uh, Chris Jericho's theme. Uh, I have uh, Cody's theme. And then, of course, uh, The Fiend with Code Orange. And I'm, I'm really getting into their albums. Uh, I highly recommend them. I was stoked, actually, to when I went through your playlist. I was happy to have that pop into my, my Spotify for a little bit there. I, You know... I know my little niece was dancing ACDC. I think she could really come around on Code Orange. Um, I want. I hope she gives it a shot. And Amy, I want. I, I love your love, 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 love. You got to tell. Are you on? 
Are you listening to Spotify, Amy? Because if you are, I want to know what's on your uh, your top playlist for the year. Well, if you had any wrestling songs up there. And only Amy, because we don't have a lot of time today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we got to get into this, Matt. Uh, where can the beautiful people find us? We're going to jump right in before our Warren Hayes interview. Uh, they can find us at bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com. Uh, we do have our shop that's available at bodpodcast.com. If you go to that homepage, shop button's right on the homepage. You go right there. It'll show you all those wonderful shirts. We plan on adding more. I'm working away at them right now, doing the graphics for something a little more interesting. Uh, possibly, Mike, a hot tag t-shirt coming up. Hey, oh, uh, shit. Right. Yeah, I'm getting my that one. Yeah, uh, but also, you can become a sister of discussion. You can have your eye uh, listen to the brothers of discussion. We also have our Red Wings rant stuff. Um, and, of course, while we're doing shout-outs, if you guys are Red Wings fans, I had the privilege of interviewing literally one of my heroes this week. Um, so I should have, like, really let myself enjoy the moment more than I did. I went way too professional. I didn't, like, I didn't make it. There's a lot of brown nosing in there, let me say. I I'm still telling you, this was somebody uh, I've been uh, dying to just meet. And uh, he was on our podcast for the Red Wings uh, podcast. So if anybody's a Red Wings fan out there, or you're just a hockey fan in general, got to speak with the Greg Wyshynski. Um, It was an absolute blast. And uh, I already got the message from a Mike that he's happy to return if uh, schedules ever lock up again. But uh, man, uh, that that's going to be one of those moments where I'm like, I am happy I did podcasting. Uh, it, it meant a lot. So uh, yeah. there's that on Red Wings Rant. And Mike, like you mentioned, we have Warren Hayes today. Uh, th- this will be uh, akin to the old WCW, WWF days, uh, like Rick Rude. He's going to be hosting his own live show right now. And we'll be interviewing him on our show. He's going to be on two separate shows at once. Uh, but the fun thing is I like going through our notes right now and seeing uh, three straight weeks now. We have interviews with an analytics guy from the NHL. Uh, we got to interview Warren Hayes uh, earlier in the week, and we'll be doing the pre-recorded interview after this. And then, like I said, one of my heroes. So it's fun to look at our notes right now and see all, instead of it just saying episode 158, it says interview with Warren Hayes, interview with Greg Wyshynski. It's just, it, this is this is fun. This is uh, everybody that's been along for the ride with the Brothers of Discussion. I guarantee with what we're putting together right now, there's so much more fun to come. Um, and uh, I, I hope you guys all stick around. But um, Mike, I'm, I'm happy for anybody that stuck around last night to watch uh, Winter is Coming uh, because boy, oh boy, uh, a lot of people were okay. continuing to I, okay, uh, so Sting uh, came back. Wait, Matt, he's, uh, he's 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 uh, he's. I think he might be right around the age of the last Detroit Lions NFL championship. He's right around there. Um, he was born, I think, in the. You should 60? you should put it. You should put a day. You should say he's sixty-one. Uh, a lot of people. We could say sixty-one, but it, it feels. Fans. It feels, it feels, it feels that old. Uh, but you know what? I don't give a goddamn how old he was when he came out. And whoever put together that entrance of him walking out to the snow coming down for winter yeah. is coming. Woo! Some production guy. Uh, hopefully got a bonus for that one, Cody. Because I, I don't care who he walked out. If Sonny Kiss came out to a snow entrance like that and like, you know, did a pirouette like Elsa, I would have, you know, bought a T-shirt that night. Uh, but they did a great job of making Sting look like a trillion bucks. 
uh, letting him rub elbows and make uh, you know those little illusions. Ooh, is he gonna is he gonna help out Darby Allen? I'll be a little mentor because they both got that uh, black and white face paint. Ooh, it's just we know what we don't want. We we don't want him wrestling a full time schedule. Right. Um, just let him make some cameos. Let him be a coach. Let him be Arn Anderson with the clipboard. Um, uh, I think that's in everybody's best interest. Maybe like what? a cool like scorpion shaped clipboard. You know, Mike. I, you yeah. you skipped the most important one. We are talking about pro wrestling being a soap opera. He better goddamn be introduced as Darby Allen's father. I That will be the biggest misstep in pro wrestling history if he doesn't come out as some sort of well, father figure, at least, and and try and teach him the makeup y ways of pro wrestling. <laughs> arguably, he could be uh, Darby's grandfather. So there's that. Oh, that's all right. So that's, yeah, that's where it gets muddy. That's the only hiccup. Uh, <laughs> um but i i mean uh we we never got to see the undertaker versus sting and we never will uh but i still say that there's still there's still something in the air when those two guys hit the stage um and wednesday was no exception even though you know it kind of got drowned out with smarkiness on uh the old you know social media but right it's all about we're all, i think we're all just i, I want to speak for everybody <laughs> Thank you, Amy, for saying uh, Sting should be Dar Darby's long-lost daddy. I love that daddy. Um, <laughs> I think we're all just nervous. Like, we don't want to see him wrestle. I think collectively we should all have that same mindset, right? I think. And then uh, that's all. I think it's safe. I think we're, like, for anybody that's too concerned about it right now and uh, you, you've, you're you worried that he is going to, you know, come in the ring and sort of tarnish any sort of reputation AEW has built in regards to, like, the skill of pro wrestling that gets put on. I don't think they're that silly. I don't, I think they want to have the mystique of Sting around. He immediately whipped out his baseball bat, so that's going to be coming back. This isn't something where we need to worry about him taking championships. We don't need to worry about him. Uh, you know, uh, he's not going to be out there in the singlet with the long pants. I, I guess I don't know. Is it really a singlet? He's got the part. It's part singlet, it's part long dude. pants. It's it's yeah. a combo uh, for yeah. Sting's attire. It's like Kane, who I thought Kane was actually coming out the way that music started for Sting. Uh, quick mention there, uh, but. He's he's going to be just a figure on the screen, um, probably more so than uh, than Tully, what we see, more so than Arn. I think we're going to have a microphone in his hand and he's going to actually say something. But uh, I think that's the extent you want, too, if, if we are seeing him get in the ring and, and doing more than uh, I, I just maybe a scorpion death drop here or there, uh, the death lock. Yeah. But nothing, nothing more than that. Um, or else it's it's kind of it's gonna get in the way because we're gonna see we're gonna see sixty one years old on the screen. If you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, I, you know what I'll say is the production level is a plus. Um, and I want to include something very important. One of my three favorite things is uh, Jim Ross saying Stone Cold, Stone Cold. Uh, Mauro Ronaldo saying Johnny Gargano. Oh my. And Tony Schiavone saying "Sting, it's Sting." When that when that sound blast hit my ears, it was it was just that nostalgia poetry just you know coursing through the old cerebellum. It was it was right. gorgeous. This um, this would be the moment where they could finally change all the announcers because we've gotten the Schiavone Sting and we're done with Jr. I think now we let Excalibur pick two new buddies and they can sail off into the sunset from there. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, it's okay. Well, you know, speaking of uh, we want to get into right now. <laughs> well, we got to no, we got to sprint a little bit. Um, oh, Surfer Sting was uh, the very first superstar Amy ever saw live back in 1993. Hmm. Amy, you were five years old, I think. Um, but, uh, we got to move on, man. Cause AEW added a, a lot of people potentially to the roster, uh, the entire impact roster. <laughs> potentially. Uh, potentially. Right? We, still, we don't really, are we just boosting ratings for a month? Get those clickbaits going. Which is fine. It's fine. Like yeah. we're not mad about it at all. I'm not mad about it. Mike? Uh, Matt in the short Are you mad? Furious. All right. Uh, <laughs> in the short term. Uh, I, I am dreading it. I hope I don't have to start watching wrestling on, uh, five nights a week now. There's just no break. <laughs> um, but, uh, in the long term, if this gets us to a point, Matt, where, my God, maybe we can have some depth to the women's roster on AEW. Yes. Uh, I'm looking at you, Tennille Dashwood. Oh, I was such a big fan of hers. Uh, Deanna Perazzo, Jordan Grace, uh, just to name a couple. Um. And then to maybe get TV time again uh, for Hot Carl Anderson and uh, Doc Gallows, bring them back. Um, Eric Young, he, he won me over at NXT, all right? Um, and then, uh, my God, Matt, you might get to see Ken Shamrock battle Sting someday. No, see, <laughs> maybe not see, that no, one. I tweeted that out earlier. Okay. I, I had you before that one. All right. Ken, Ken Shamrock was like, uh, he, he was kayfabe suspended. So I tweeted out today, ah, uh, now we're not going to get to see Shamrock and Sting. And somebody immediately grabbed onto that and was like, are you kidding me? All, right, I, all, all, I, could, all I could say was absolutely. Um, no, I, I, I think on that list, uh, TJP for me, Moose was one of the first, like, uh, he was one of the first guys I saw at like an indie show where I was like, Okay, this is how the indies try to be more in WWE. Because this guy, when I first saw him, he was pretty green, but he was just a monster in the ring. Uh, so you you just went to a Ring of Honor show and were just going moose, and that was the extent of it. It was fun to say moose. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Anderson and Gallows are probably top of the list that could be exciting for an already massive uh, tag division. For yeah, you know, we talk. We're going to talk with uh, Warren, uh, Mr. Warren Hayes of the Mr. Mr. Warren Hayes shows. If you already mentioned Mike. We talked about um, the best women's division or the uh, the NXT women's division being one of the best divisions as you dice them up in professional wrestling. That tag division of AEW is obviously, you know, it, it could stand alone and be its own. It could be its own show. Uh, but adding to it is just, man, the cherries on top. I, I don't know what other toppings you're going to put on that beautiful Sunday, but uh, it's overflowing right now. It's it's definitely Instagram worthy if you catch my drift in regards to some of those Sundays that are built uh, with donuts and cookies on top. That's what's going on here with this. Um, I just I, I know there's two sides of this, Mike, and I think this is the more important side of it is uh, impact better not be it because and I, I don't mean like, oh, Matt says I need more. I, I think for the the for the sake of pro wrestling. Like this needs to be something that if it's an experiment and they want to show maybe new Japan, like this is how we're going to get it done. And you guys can slide in here too. I think that's where this is huge. 
I, I think the idea that we saw AEW and Impact join forces, that's not where the boner comes from. The boner's coming from the fact that this could grow. Mm, all right. right. Uh, we're the, going into some tough territory here. The, they, <laughs> no, you know, it's uh, it's quickly becoming uh, Avengers uh, Endgame uh, with WWE playing the part of Thanos, and suddenly all these wrestling promotions could start teaming up and falling out of portals uh, and make this you know, united front to battle. Um, for the companies, I don't, I don't know how I, I really understand the appeal. Um, as an individual wrestler, you know, I got to think that uh, somebody like TJP uh, is going to be excited to have an opportunity to be on TNT programming because um, we know that uh, there's there's a pretty large demographic that likes tuning into you know TNTs on Wednesdays. Um, so I understand it for the. I guess for the performer's sake, um, but it just seems like we already have such a, a cluttered roster on AEW where we don't we don't make time at all for the women, um, and then there's you know male superstars who barely make it on TV. So just just stockpile it with even more uh, dudes. Um, I don't I, I maybe that's maybe that's a hot tag question. I don't really have the answer to right now. But where do you think that the big um, Where's the big punch that makes management want to do this? Oh, I mean, that's what I just said. I, I was saying that this is that show of like, all right, we can do something for a month here with another promotion. So New Japan, see what we did? You guys squeeze in here next. I, I, I think that's it's, so you're where saying it's the just excitement a pillage. comes from. It's just a pillage, like top talent from the other Not shows? Not pillaging and at all. Working, working together with another promotion. They they break off when they're done. They can build each other up. This is an opportunity for, I mean, Mike, we can joke about it all day long. We know there are a lot of people that watch Impact Wrestling, like, uh, I mean, as often as some people go to church. I mean, it's their thing. Uh, it's as often as we watch AEW and NXT. So there are a lot of people like us, though, who uh, are not going to watch Impact on a weekly basis. And honestly, I was filled with anxiety with the thought of having to put another show on my weekly TV watching agenda. Yeah. But we're going to get to see these wrestlers now, is my assumption. Uh, and I, I think that's an opportunity for us to grow our, our own, um, like like the background that we're going to have on all these wrestlers. And then yeah. when they start to jump around to different promotions, it is something where we're more excited to see them. That I, That's where the, the benefit really lies for this. And, and we're always looking for the benefit of the pro wrestler. I don't care that... It, that AEW is going to get more money. I don't care that Impact Wrestling is going to get more money, but these pro wrestlers are. We're going to get more eyes on them, and that and that's where I bring up New Japan. And we have New New Japan is not a secret. I'm not saying they are. I'm saying that I don't have the time in my life to do a Red Wings podcast, play video games with our friends, catch up on all my comic books that I'm reading, and also watch every single episode of any pro wrestling promotion that's out there. But Lazy. if there's going to be a combination of two major brands, I'm not going to miss it. And sure, it's going to it's going to really hurt my nighttime schedule. But that's the thing that you, you make the time for, and that's where it's it's almost. Yeah, I think the next conversation of how sad it is that the WWE won't do that, even though Triple H well, actually just tweeted or uh, he yeah, spoke with the uh, Report gonna, and said the opposite. Yeah, but, that's what I was going to bring up to you. Um, his quote on it. Um, you know, Thanos. Yeah. Uh, Thanos spoke. He said. Um, quote, we're open for business in a lot of ways and a lot of things. It just depends on what they are and if they're beneficial to us in the long term. 
Um, so I have to figure out how it's not beneficial, but I think it because WWE likes owning their entities and saying that they're WWE created, like it's it's their babies. I don't think they want, you know, that's why they were. We think they were skeptical to even bring AJ Styles aboard for such a long time because, you know, then it would be like an impact guy making it in WWE instead of a WWE guy, you know, running the show. So I get that kind of us, um, kind of micromanaging where, it, you know, the brand is more important than the superstar. And I, I think we've, uh, you know, we've, we've kind of talked about that ad nauseum every, every other week we bring that up. Um, so this, this idea seems like the antithesis of that. Um, where the, well, the talent is the story and not, you know, if you work for AEW or Impact, it's just we're going to have all these great guys on either show. Remember, all right, this is the best example I can come up with because this is this would get us those dream matches. This would get WWE a lot of good PR if they put this together and worked with all these other companies. But there was a series of comic books that were Marvel and DC in the same comics. And you had like Wolverine and Batman fighting for pages upon pages, go back and forth. Superman uh, fighting Captain America. It was amazing. And it ended with them all shaking hands and being buddies because you couldn't have Marvel beat DC and you couldn't have DC beat Marvel. But you can have them all battle. You can have them all go out and do a scoring tournament. But eventually, like it has to wrap up in some way where they break off. I, I'm not saying that they're going to break off and be all huggy and handshaky like in the DC versus Marvel. Yeah. But I, I think that, like, your point is, is you know, WWE is probably coming in and saying, yeah, we'll work with you guys, but Roman Reigns is going to beat all of you. You know that, right? Like, that's that's where the agreement probably dies off. And they're going like, well, no, Kenny Omega would beat Roman Reigns. That's a given. And, you know, I, I assume that's where conversations break down. But if they... If they could, I mean, obviously, Drew that... McIntyre is going to be Darby and Cody in a handicap match. I mean, right? Have Jungle we Boy, all agree, and right? Darby and uh, Guevara all go up against Drew McIntyre. <laughs> well, and, I mean, that's the other thing too, where it's going to get muddy. Where I mean, who's going to size up to Drew McIntyre? Who's going to size up to Brock Lesnar and uh, those other promotions? It's pretty tough to find someone. Uh, you could have Moose right. go up there, but I, I mean, as, as much as we complain about Brock Lesnar's. Uh, uh, you know, the, the time that he's in the ring, uh, his in-ring action time, uh, he's not green, not green like, uh, you know, or, or won't have the same issues that Moose does. Uh, and I, yeah. again, I haven't really it's... watched Moose extensively, but the last few times I've seen him, I, he's fine. He's great. He's great for being what he is. Um, yeah. But I, I, you know where I'm going with this. Anyway, yeah. I'm going to bury myself. Anyway, yeah, we... We just um, we wanted to do a little emergency uh, blurb there because it is pretty big news. It's basically Checkers fries being sold at Taco Bell, so it's it's pretty big news. Um, but uh, Matt, probably just dive right into the interview with Warren now. Yeah, let's let's jump in there. Uh, this is pre-recorded, so nobody's going to be able to ask any questions. Um, so it it is coming right up. We have uh, from or you know what? I think we're going to give the intro in in the interview. So why don't why don't we just jump in there? Uh, Mike and I are going to sail off into the sunset. I'm going to set an alarm on my phone so I can walk away from this. <laughs> and I'll be back in the an magic hour and of half technology. Down. There you go. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, everybody, uh, here is uh, the interview with uh, Mr. Warren Hayes. And, and amazingly enough, he's also hosting a live show right now. So uh, thanks for sticking around with us. <laughs> All right, go for it.
Well, here we go. Uh, we got the brothers of discussion here, and uh, we got Warren Hayes hailing all the way from northern northern Michigan. It's Canada. How are you going, Warren? <laughs> you know, oddly enough, that's how we refer to ourselves. You know, once when we get into our northern northern Michigan uh, uh, social clubs, you know, when we all yeah. get together, that's what we oh, say. Fantastic. You know? Yes. Oh, you know, is it? You know, oh, northern northern Michigan, our golden land and land. That's how. It well, you know, we just had election time, and uh, we kind of wished we were southern Canada. So it was, uh, you know, a little similar there. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Get to know, get to know you a little bit, Warren. Sure. Um, well, uh, well, let me take throw it. this in there, Mike. Uh, yeah. This is Warren. This gives you the best taste of how this show usually goes as we walk over each other. Uh, that is at Mr. Warren Hayes on Twitter, host of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show, and uh, your brand new pre-show shows. I don't know if you have a title for them. It's uh, called the Slate. You know, oh, as very the, cool. You know, like like when you go to when you go to a cafe or something, you know, and they have the menu. You know, today's menu on the Slate. Super original. Took me way too long to come up with it, but I'm happy with. <laughs> <laughs> so subscribe to that YouTube channel. You guys can find it as uh, Mr. Warren Hayes. Uh, I am a subscriber myself, so I, I'm I'm excited to have you on the show. And uh, this is one that uh, we kind of ran into each other on accident. Uh, we were we were trying to figure out uh, fleeting on Twitter, and I accidentally wanted to reply, and boom, it started a DM. And I went, "Oh, <laughs> that's my DM." And it's cool, like that. That's not the problem, right? And, and then, and then, and he's like, "We should get to, you know, we should work together in something like, like uh, you name the time and the place. I'm, I'll All be right. there." So, you know, beautiful happenstance. But fleets suck. They really yeah. do. Because I do. If there was any other way to engage with them, like outside of sending a god, that can we swear on your show? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Outside of a goddamn motherfucking DM. <laughs> whoa, 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 not one. motherfucking. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Take it back there, Hayes. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, I don't understand fleets. Right. Like, at least, like, on Instagram, you can, like, you can add them to your stories. You can add, you know, the stories thing, and you can like them. Fleets are just, there's nothing. There's nothing to it. I don't, I don't understand. It just feels like another chore. I, I didn't need that. I, I already feel like uh, I, I've got uh, I've got a one year old, and she's already. I swear. The oh, congratulations! I pick up my by phone, the way, thank you. The second I pick up the phone to try and tweet something, she knows already. She grabs the phone. She's like, "No, you're not tweeting." <laughs> but now I gotta ask her if I can flee. <laughs> it's it's nuts. I, I I didn't need that. I didn't need that on on the list. Um, I also we want to give a shout out too to Kristen Ashley because we we unfortunately. Couldn't get her, but I, I need everybody to check out Bell uh, Bell to Bells, uh, and I think it's belldebells.com if exactly. I got that correctly. Yeah. Uh, we've, you know, it's funny we've given her a shout out plenty of times on the show before. Uh, the website, uh, one of the the most uh, fun topics to discuss. Maybe fun's not the right word, but when she got that uh, wonderful question out to Cody Rhodes uh, about mm -hmm. uh, getting more story from the women's division, and we'll we'll get into that topic uh, in, in women's wrestling and the women's division, AEW, WWE. We'll we'll get into that. But everybody, this uh, that that's the bummer. But we still want to make sure you check out Bell to Bells because Kristen is uh, fantastic on social media as well. But check out that website. That that is like right now. If you want to get great coverage on women's wrestling, that's where you want to go. Belltobells.com. So we we wanted. Mo <laughs> we wanted to focus on that today, but it is the holiday season. Things come up. That's what's that's what's going on, unfortunately. But we do have the wonderful Mr. Warren Hayes to keep 
keep the the shout outs going for, for so if there's anything i'm missing uh i wanted to give you at least that platform right now to make sure uh, everybody's Warren, checking it, stuff out. Warren, it, it sounds like what you're getting is uh, <laughs> things around our family household. When uh, you know Matt actually just had a baby and he's going to have another one, he wow. uh, he could he couldn't be here. Uh, instead, here's his brother Michael, uh, who's related to Matt. So we're very <laughs> excited to have him. He's going to be an uncle. Uh, so Warren, you could be an uncle too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just spread let's just spread it around let's just you know the family titles for everyone <laughs> let's just do it there you go i uh, i hope you're thoroughly confused at this point um so oh, i'm usually confused period so you yeah. know this is yeah another day in paradise for me uh so we are recording on december 1st uh so warren are you are you getting into are you getting festive i, I mean you could see our our overlay here uh oh, we yeah. we are into the festive uh, or getting into those festivities are, are you excited for the holiday season i i am officially festive as of now being on the brothers of Destru destruction podcast being submerged in snow the 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 the, the hanging lights the people uh, skating behind us on the outdoor rink with the festive Absolutely. lights i mean up until this point i was in full bah humbug mode but now moving forward there is no reason for me to not be in the holiday spirit uh, moving forward, for sure. Fantastic. Is there? So this is where we're breaking the ice. So we're finally coming back to that first question Mike was going to ask you. <laughs> what is your favorite holiday film? Oh, uh, boom, Gremlins. <laughs> nice. Ooh, good choice. We, we were I just talking Gremlins. about that. I lo I absolutely, I, you know, it, and it's one of those that always falls into the category. Is it a Christmas film or not? I think that any movie that happens over the holidays is a Christmas movie. Uh, just, just as simple as that. You know, I think, I think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I have a soft spot for gremlins. I saw it when I was very young and the scene where, you know, the, where, when, when the, the, when, He's got all the, the the boils on his back when he fight, when he gets water thrown at him and yeah. Gizmo and that scared me shitless. <laughs> like that's the kind of thing that even today I'm like, oh, I remember sleepless nights because of this, you know, kind yeah. of thing. I love the I love the movie. Yeah, Joe Dante's the man. Uh, I love him. Um, <laughs> and then um, you know Phoebe Cates uh, regaling us with uh, you know what happened to her poor family. Uh, but I think my favorite thing is my girlfriend can do a spot on impression of Gizmo doing the. <laughs> That's a my, special woman you got there. Mine's like a C minus. Hers is like an A. You think you're holding a little, a uh, little gremlin. It's pretty, pretty wonderful. You, you hang on to that woman and you just <laughs> never let her go. I keep Where? trying to pour water on her and get a couple more, but. She... <laughs> I, uh, one other thing too, there's a new, um, Hulu's really been pushing the crap out of it. Um, it's, I think it's called happiest ever. And one of the protagonists in that movie, it's a holiday movie with, um, uh, Kristen Stewart from, uh, twilight. Sure. Um, uh, Levy's kid from Shit's Creek. And, uh, one of the characters backstories is that both her parents died on Christmas. And I'm like, wait a minute. Come on, don't be stealing my boy Joe Doxek. What's going on here? So you might want to check it out. It's it's uh, just kind of a cute holiday movie, but just that part kind of made my ears perk up a little bit um, as a I, big Gremlins fan. I recently said, like my my favorite Christmas thing of all, it's like it's not a movie 
of all yeah. time is the Charlie Brown Christmas special. I don't think oh, there's yeah. I don't think there's anything that's ever been greater. That's been like I think everyone achieves strives to achieve what they did in that 22 minute piece of animation. It is absolutely remarkable as, as far as the message, the sentiment, the uh, the legitimate feels that it gives you. Uh, but recently, I watched um, Jingle Jangle on Netflix, which is a it's a musical and entirely black cast. Uh, and 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 the 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 music is fantastic. Like it's a mixture of like soul Motown with Christmas mm. vibes to it, and it was a delight. And uh, Forrest Whitaker is in ah, it. Uh, with, oh, with the I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Main. I and, and I'm not a mu I'm not big on musicals. Like I'm not a guy who ran out of like oh Hamilton, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> but that was I really enjoyed it. I thought it was special, imaginative. Uh, and, and it felt fresh too at the same time. I loved it. It, it yeah. does look beautiful. Uh, it's, it's gorgeous. On, it's on the old, uh, what do you call that now on Netflix? It's not the wish list. Uh, it used to be a wish oh, list. Oh, the queue? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Mike, we, you, you came up with my new favorite break the ice question. So I know that's all it feels like we're doing now. But uh, Oh, I was so proud of that guy on, uh, he was he was really getting a lot of play on, on Twitter because uh, he paid Undertaker uh, on one of those cameos and got him to say All Elite. What was it, yeah. All Elite Scooby-Doo? All Elite Scooby-Doo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Warren, I know I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, if you could uh, give Undertaker, you know, a thousand bucks, what would you want him to say? Oh, my. <laughs> um. I'd, I'd, I'd ask him to to take uh, the holy text of his choice, whether you're Ooh. likely a Bible, right? In his yeah, life, right. whatever, you know, whatever, wh whatever he feels. Uh, I'd like to hear him read about actually. like Joseph Smith. Yeah, you know, and uh, the Book of Mormon. I'd have him lay his hand on it, lift up his, his free hand and say, I promise I am retiring. Oh, I am not nice. coming back to wrestling. <laughs> Because otherwise, uh, you know what that means? That means if he comes back, we're getting another month of Undertaker stuff just getting shoved down our throat. God bless the man in his career. Uh, nothing but respect. And this absolutely. is not like it's it's the overhype that came with it. It's like the whole the, the whole spectacle and the hype that that surrounded it was like, my God, I honestly can't wait till he retires because I can't take this anymore. I can't take another month of Undertaker. <laughs> Well, now, a month of Undertaker, that's got roughly the length of his entrance now. Uh, <laughs> Which clearly Roman Reigns has inherited from him. Yeah, right? <laughs> I think my my hot take on that, considering it's been almost two weeks, uh, I I actually wasn't too impressed with what was going on down there. I, I, I didn't think, for the, for the Undertaker, this really was the last time we were going to see him. And I, I just... We haven't had a chance to record since it happened because of Thanksgiving. Uh, but uh, I, I just, I don't know. I thought it hey, ended, and I was just kind of like, "That's it." I have thoughts yeah. too. If you guys want to talk about it, I'm cool. Yeah, with let's this. do Hell it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, he already took off his gloves and his hat. He was running out of clothes to take off, like maybe his boots. Give him some slippies, you know, to go back up the <laughs> ramp. You know, like a bath towel. Uh, bathrobe. I don't know. Uh, let him let him go retire in peace, you know. But uh, Warren, it's not like you had something profound to say. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say profound. <laughs> More no, than uh, no. slippies in a bathrobe. Yeah, uh, clearly <laughs> profundity is not my gimmick. Um, <laughs> the um, I like 
I, I honestly, at some point as I was watching it, you know, when they did the whole, the, the, the whole super long entrance and he's in the ring and, and I, at some point I started to feel bummed as I was watching it. And, and it's, it was really when I, when I realized that he was in the ring and he was, you know, working the crowd for noise, you know, when he, you know what you know when they just like stand in the ring and they let the crowd noise grow and you're like wait a second this is all piped this is right, all right. phony and I felt terrible for him it and it really started to dawn on me that I'm like this is it this is how this guy's 30 year career is going to end with contrived piped in heat that right. he's been told basically Oh, take her, let it, uh, let it, you know, let, let the crowd noise grow, you know. Is it? Yeah. That's what he's been given that indication to just like fake, fake through it, and it's such a bummer because I really do think, you know, um, regardless of his political stances and all that stuff, which is I, I think it's a whole other, a whole other yard to 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 cross. I think that he deserved to be in front of a crowd. He deserved to have. Four uninterrupted minutes of a live hot crowd, 14, 15,000 people just going nuts because they know it's the last time they're going to see him. That's what this man deserved. And I, it, it sucks that it was taken away from him. But then again, you know, what do you do? Do you wait another year? If you're WWE, you know, do you wait another year for this and cross your fingers that live audiences will be able to return? We don't know what's going to happen in a year. I mean, he's not super old, but he's not young either. Like we, right? Was this like the most opportune moment? Probably, but I can't help but feel bad. That's the thing. I just, I just felt bummed at some point. It just right. Everything sucked out. It starts to scream like, uh, "What else are we going to do with Survivor Series?" And then that Mm -hmm. idea was tossed out there because I mean, it just uh, like you said, um, he deserves more. I, I can't believe that they looked at that as the ideal send off to God. I mean, you're t- you get to say it, uh, you know, well, during the broadcast, they said it a thousand times. It's the 30 years that he's been with the company. And I, you know, I get, he absolutely needs a, a segment. You know, you know what he needed? He, he needed like stone cold Steve Austin there or the rock. And mm-hmm. I, I was tweeting mm-hmm. like, this isn't real until I see stone cold and the rock. Uh, I, I, I agree. Should, that that to me was like th- those were two elements where it's like all right this, this good point this isn't real uh but but absolutely this should have been I mean I I think there's there's WrestleMania moments that that tie in better than Survivor Series and I get that that was where he started but I don't I don't hold Survivor Series as Undertaker Night I I hold it as it's Survivor Series and then for however many years WrestleMania has always revolved around a main event. With the Undertaker, so I I don't know, like that doesn't add up. Uh, the Undertaker just kind of getting the shaft here for, and being treated like a, let's fill out the show, let's fill out the match card. I I just and then and then of course it's it's not a very long sec segment by any means. Um, it's long just because there's nothing going on and you're kind of checking your watch, going whoa, fifteen minutes went by and he's just been standing there. <laughs> I mean, throw that out because that's going to happen regardless. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, we've watched. Uh, I mean, I'm sitting here wearing Red Wings stuff right now. I, I, I've watched so many different Red Wings retire uh, from the NHL, and they get like an hour and a half long ceremony 
with all their buddies that they've won Stanley Cups with to just sit there and they chit chat in front of a crowd and they joke and grab ass. And I don't need the grab assing, but <laughs> where was that moment? Speak for yourself where... over there. I mean, all right. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> did want it. Uh, I want to see, I want to see a break character. I wanted to see some hugging out there, but uh, maybe. Why did they bring the legends? The like, why did they bring the legends? And then right. get out of the ring. why was there no dress code? Why, why, Except why was Kane. Kane in his gear? Uh, and some of us were in suits, some of us were in jeans, some of us were in jeggings. The, uh, and then you had the Godwins. Yeah, how did they? <laughs> it's one of those things they have to be, you know, undertakers like Mark Calloway's buddies, right? That's right. how they got. Oh, yeah, it. no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yes, sure. Yes. Um, and Sabio Vega too, because goddamn, there's no way they would have let Vizaz Sabio Vega in for any other reason. Right. Um, <laughs> but I guess. Uh, if if you're gonna have Undertaker do that, I, I would have, I wouldn't like you said, Warren. I wouldn't have piped in fake sound. It's almost like it would be preferable to do almost like a Sopranos, just kind of a quiet, you know, just kind of let them leave, almost fading to black. Almost anything would have been preferable to what they did. Um, and I really want to jump on the coattails too of doing it at WrestleMania. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe that's why they felt they could do something like this, something so low grade <laughs> at Survivor Series. Um, and maybe they will give us something a little more. Uh, you know, uh, memorable, uh, deserving, you know, when we can actually do, uh, you know, that, that WWE hall of fame, uh, basically Maybe. give him the whole, you know, that whole Saturday. Or oh yeah. Friday, I guess they moved it now. Yeah. yeah Cause you know, that, that that's happening, right. It's happening at the next possible moment that they're, that they can do. Yeah, the and it's just again. like, they couldn't let the character, like the mystique just kind of marinate. You know, so we can say goodbye. It was like, well, in five seconds, you can watch him drink an El Segundo, you know, fresh out of the can with Stone Cold Steve. Like, hold on. I don't want to meet Mark yet. I'm not done saying goodbye to Undertaker. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, no, that's actually a good point because I was talking about those retirement ceremonies, but I guess you've got to do, I, I need to equate it to like a, like a number. You've got the, you've got the guys that are leaving, you've got the Stanley Cup. I'm trying to defend myself now. <laughs> I realized I was wrong because he's going to get a Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll just move on. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually chalk that up to holy crap! I forgot the Hall of Fame exists. Uh, good on me though because I uh, another hot take there, Warren. Uh, I, I'm not a believer that that is worth anybody's time. Uh, besides besides the guys who get that and they feel good about it, I like that. But nobody should be watching it, in my opinion. The Hall of Fame. Uh, absolutely. Oh no, no, no! It's it's aside from like it gets interesting when you have the surprises or when you have like the really old guys, like a you know Hillbilly Jim last year. Was it last year? Yeah, it was last year. Yeah. I thought he had a lovely uh, induction speech, and we hadn't seen him in years. Is he? A, is Hillbilly Jim a Hall of Famer? Hell no! You know, it's like. <laughs> And I and, and I grew up loving Hillbilly Jim, the, the big tall guy with the big beard, and he dances, and he's so he smiles all the time, and he, and he does this thing, and he, you know he's he's so cool. But he's it's not a Hall of Fame career. But you see, then I would have been, I'm there's there's elements like them inducting Jushin Thunder Liger. I'm really really excited to see what they do with that. What kind of video package they'd have prep for him because i've i've maintained it's gonna be really wanted, blurry all that censorship you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> all these people we need to blur right <laughs> um the um when 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 he when he announced his retirement and it happened last year 
and we were like, um, okay, well, you know, if if the WWE Hall of Fame has any sense of worth, they have to put Liger in there because he is a legitimate legend. He is a legitimate uh, trailblazer, a guy who defined an entire genre of wrestling back when no one was doing that stuff and has been emulated over and over again. He's he's the guy that the Rey Mysterios look up to. You know, that's that's how wild this guy is. If you're going to do the Hall of Fame, you have to put him in there. So when they did that, it was like, huh. All right. Curious to see where it goes. But then, like, the main event guy, the, the big guy this year was Batista. Again, no disrespect, but I'm like, okay. Right. You know, it's like Vince is going to put in his, you know, his draws, his pals, the people he wants to see in there. You know, Tori Wilson is not a Hall of Fame career. Uh, you know, again, no disrespect, right. but it's not – that's not what a right. Hall of Fame is. It's just like right. who does Vince want in this year kind of thing. But uh, kudos to have – Decided to go with Liger. Uh, that's transcendent, and I appreciate it. That's a, a smidge of legitimacy for me. I, I think it would do something for them too to to say like, "All right, we don't need two hours of content here. Oh, we God, have one no. person inducted. We're good." Like, make it make it like the the baseball Hall of Fame. Make it difficult. Uh, make it look like okay, we don't have enough names this year. So what? We, we, we're only going to be on USA for 30 minutes. But then what's the flip side? What's the other thing you do? Then it, it does it become like the, and again, no disrespect, but is it, does it become like the observer hall of fame? And it's not a question of wanting to crap on the observer because I know that's very fashionable. Then that's not what I want to do. It's (laughs) more like, it's more the, it's more the idea of then it becomes, then it becomes you go through a more vetted process or something that resembles more an actual hall of fame where you're reaching out to, journalists in the field to vote and stuff but then you know then it becomes extremely difficult to get certain people inducted when it should have been years ago because because it's because the voting is strange there too you know it's like right. what that i what's what's the what's the proper uh what what's the proper center between these to, to my you know the, how i feel are two extremes right Right. I think there is a proper center to 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 have there. And again, you know, the, the observer, the observer, if anything, the the Hall of Fame is much more of a um, it, 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 I, I, it, it's always a, a good time, like to sort of celebrate wrestling history, to take right. a moment back and be like, look, we're not inducting. We're not inducting uh, Goldberg this year. We're going to go with some, you know, we're going to go with Johnny Saint, even though it's not him. But. And people like Johnny Saint. Oh well, yeah, yeah. He's more than just the 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 figurehead of NXT UK. This guy right. is, is legit because so and so and so. So that I appreciate that part of it. That I think is very important. But it's also extremely it's also extremely convoluted. But I mean, you know, the Hall of Fames. It's a you know, it's their awards. There's a there's always going to be a level of subjectivity to it, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah. All right, who's who's ready to talk uh, politics? <laughs> <laughs> That's why we got uh, you in here, Warren. We so got Biden, <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, well, let, let's talk. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk the industry and the politics involved in there, uh, right? Because we haven't been right. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, we originally wanted to talk uh, PWI top fifty tag teams and uh, Kristen's involvement with with putting together the the content revolving around the the women that were inducted, including. Yeah. 
the Iconics, uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, the Kabuki Warriors, the Golden Role Models. There were more, but our show mainly covers WWE and AEW, okay. and that's where that <laughs> the shorter list came from. Yeah. Um, so I could pretend you're Kristen and ask you how it felt to write. <laughs> <laughs> well. If I were Kristen, I would. I would probably. <laughs> Kristen actually, she she um, she, uh, she was part of, of this list. She was also part of the uh, the top, the women's uh, top one hundred as well, uh, and um, and and she was very thrilled to do so. the The difference here with the with the, the top fifty uh, was that she was asked to submit w uh, women and men tag teams, so it wasn't just like specifically for the for the women. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy when you get a little behind the scenes and you see how these, these things are put together and the criteria, you know, and I know, you know, lists are lists and they will always, right. You know, they'll always get some people's blood pumping, I guess, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but to, um, uh, you know, when you, when you look at the process, you see how things are done and, you know, the top 50 was the first year that they did this for the tag teams, Right. So, you know, it was, it was special. It was very, yeah, I, you know, she was, she was thrilled to be on the selection committee for the top uh, women's 100. And then they asked her back for the top 50 and she was doubly, uh, doubly honored to do it. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, she was, and she made a point of picking out some women's tag teams uh, because that's her thing. That's what she does. Right. No, she's, right. she's doing the good work. Cause now, I mean, like what I wanted to talk about too is, does this get us? A step closer are we are we just going to see a pwi maybe top 600 to make sure we have enough people included and let's let's just do it you know if becky lynch is number one she's number one uh in pro wrestling i mean we we have to be so we're like so close to that right like without separating the list is what you mean right it's it's yeah the pwi top 600 professional wrestlers and i you know, obviously, I'm. I don't work for PWI, so I can't. I, I can't right. speak on them. But right. so, you know, yeah, opinions out there. But let, let. Hey, let's chat about it. The there 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 are women on the top uh, 500, right? Uh, Kylie Ray was in the top 500, as well as being as in the uh, the top 100 women because she's had intergender matches. So so there's that line that's already a little blurred right. on the top 500, which is like, okay, well. We've had people who've had great years, women who fought men. Should they be on on the on the top five hundred? And um, and you know, you'd ask people at PWI, and it, this is something that's been that, that that's been going on for a couple of years. And to them, it feels completely legitimate. You know, if you're if you're wrestling men and you're wrestling for you know world titles or male titles, because sometimes they're not necessarily male titles. You know, sometimes it's just like the world title, and you can. You can fight for it. It's just traditionally it's been men who fought for it, you know, kind of thing. They've been on there. Um, I think that, and this is just my opinion again, just completely my opinion, I think we still have a ways to go before people stop talking about women's wrestling specifically and we can just talk about wrestling in general. Yep. Yep. If we, you know, God bless AEW, I love them, and, you know, I think the world of wrestling is a better place having AEW, another national uh, 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 promotion that has uh, uh, primetime TV on nat nationwide cable. I think it is essential that we have them. 
Billboards but, on Times Square. You absolutely need it. Uh, you, I, I know I, where you're going. You absolutely yeah. need this stuff, but but they they need to they they need to write the ship when it comes to their women's division. And I, you know, uh, this yeah. is something I've I've harped on for a long time. It's my main criticism with AEW. Everyone who follows what I do knows that. So I'm no point in rehashing it. Yeah. So when you look at that, you sort of well, you know, the the, the battle hasn't been won. But there has been a lot more. Like, there's things this year that I've noticed. Like, no one bat an eye when we saw Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae main eventing the Halloween Havoc show this year. No one went, my God. It was more like, cool, right. we've got two of the best. We're going to go out and it's going to fucking rock. Right? That's a great point, yeah. And, yeah. and isn't that, that's what we want. And if Kristen were here. She would say that is what equality is. It's not taking up spots. It's not, oh, well, if you do this, then what do you do with this guy? What do you do with the men? You know, it's not that kind of stuff. It's that's what this is what equality is. It's I, you put you put two women in a spot and in, in a main event, and no one goes, Oh, it's two women. It's more like fuck yeah. And I that picture- is a big, big deal. I could picture specific Twitter avatars when you did that voice. <laughs> a lot of them have fiend. Uh, uh, a lot of them have fiend avatar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, you, you're absolutely right. Um, every time there's an instance where we're booking Asuka versus Sasha, that should main event whatever's going on because all they did was hit home runs this year. Um, as far as like you said, you know, you can kind of see progress when there was like. It was like a two or three week window uh, when Rhea Ripley got her championship and they, mm-hmm. they just kind of wormed it in there. They just called it the NXT championship and they didn't mm-hmm. have to throw in, you know, that, that condescending, well, it's the women's championship. And I don't know what happened. I don't know why they stopped doing that, but all of a sudden, you know, the Vic Josephs just dropped it and it was back to being, you know, she's our women's champion. Well, so I don't know if they were just, you know, like Triple H always preaches, this is, you know, an experiment every week. So we're just listening to what people say. So I don't know if they, I, just I can't it, even I imagine just it was confusing. Like, I get what they were doing. I just thought it was confusing because then what, what's what's Adam Cole's title, you know, yeah. back at, at I, that moment. I, like, I, I honestly get what they were trying to do. It was just like, I think it was just poorly implemented as opposed to a bad idea. I just thought it was right. poorly implemented. And there, there had to be some element of, I mean, there, there was a rebuttal right from Impact Wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, giving that a shot. So, it, I mean, that was when I saw that happening. I don't know how many people also had that thought. That was the first thought that popped in my head. Is that we just saw this a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. on Impact. So, yeah, I, I, that that sort of pulled a little bit away from it. it it's sort of that same thing where we got uh, Women's Evolution, but then. When we pulled away, we saw that there was less budget that went to that. Uh, they never, they haven't done it again. And then that also looked like a rebuttal to the. So we weren't thinking about the fact that there weren't going to be any women at the Saudi Arabia event. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Then they could right. just turn around and say, "Well, we just did women's evolution." Yeah, so there's always, it always feels like there's that element of like, "Oh, they're still noodling in there. There's still PR. It's yes. not oh, a absolutely. good person decision." Right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the the evolution example is fantastic because. You know, basically, it turned into well, the women get a payday, nonetheless. You know, kind of thing, and 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 frankly, it was one of the best pay per views they put on the entire year. It yeah, really was, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that if if you go back to that year too, I, I we talk about it all the time <coughs> when we watch any pay per view. Where was the match that you aren't just gonna, you know, you're not just gonna say for homework? I'm gonna rewatch it. 
that you're just in your free time. You have nothing else to do. I'm going to go back and rewatch this. Mm-hmm. You do that for the entire pay-per-view. You have no problem doing that. Absolutely um, not. I, it, it really is a beaut. Um, and, and, you know, it's it's one probably one of the more um, easy pieces of evidence to point at was that how, how much of a PR move it was because I think we all loved it as wrestling fans. And where is yeah. it? I mean – we started talking about on our show. Oh, good. I think this means we're going to get, there'll be NXT. And then there's going to be a, a completely uh, like women's show on the network. And we're going to get story. They're going to have an opportunity to build their own storylines, build their own characters. It'll be their show to own. It's, and just then, so, and, it's and, so funny that like every year they'll still do tables, ladders, and chairs. Nobody's fucking tuning in. It's a, it's a garbage pay-per-view. <laughs> the numbers are terrible. Evolution Why? Just- yeah, well, the media, everybody's like talking about WWE. They don't do it again. It's I, I, I don't know what numbers they're looking at. Can't, you can't what, do it without Ronda. What a fantastic uh, uh, point you just pulled up, Mike. Seriously, you know how WWE just uh, just laps up that mainstream media attention. They're like, ah, give it to me. I want more. That's exactly you know, and the press that they got. For mm-hmm. doing evolution, sure. Okay, Rhonda was there. Rhonda was there. Right. Okay, okay, they're fine, they're fine. But still, you'd think they'd capitalize on that. They keep bringing it back. And God knows if there's a company who can use an occasional good spot of PR in the media, right. it's our boys <laughs> at WWE. <sighs> it's Super weird. Well, I have you know, um, that kind of ties into um, building the list out. Um, Yes, um, like Kristen was doing, um, talking about Hall of Fame stuff. One thing I always like bringing up to um, like wrestling minds is if you're talking about that kind of like list building, like greatest of, it, it's almost impossible to do like a Mount Rushmore because I feel like you always have to like do subcategories of that, like best on the mic, best ring worker, you know, what have you. But I guess what I want to ask you is. When you're thinking of the greatest, like what's your criteria, Warren? Like what what do you look for in your in your your performer? Oh, it, instinctively, it's the kind of thing I, that I shot that I I shy away from, and it's I always feel cornered in these situations. Um, and what we should have done, we should have done, uh, we should have thrown the old hot tag. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's our hot yeah. tag question segment. Boom. Um, the, um, because, because again, you, you sort of nailed it, right? You can, you can appreciate wrestlers for very, very specific skills that they have. You know, you'll, you'll be, you'll be absolutely head over heels. Let's say for, um, let's say for Samoa Joe's promo work. Right. But yeah. maybe, maybe his in-ring work wasn't your cup of tea. I don't see why, but, but yeah, but you know, may, maybe, maybe there's part maybe of the presentation. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It still doesn't love Joe. I don't know why, but yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's, and the, and then but the argument that, the, that it, everything usually revolves back to is, did they draw? How much money did they make? Because ultimately Wrestling is a sport about promotion. You know, that's it's not a mistake that 
interviews and segments are called promos because they're they're supposed to be built so that you'll buy a ticket to go see a match. That's how it used to happen in the territory days. Then pay-per-views. Then these days with WWE, you don't know what promos are for because for $10.99 per month, uh, you get everything, right? Yeah. Um, $10.99 in Canada, anyway. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so, so, what, so, so, you know, if you're talking about the, you know, the greatest, like objectively, I think it's hard, it's hard to not turn to a guy like Stone Cold, in my, in my view, who is a guy who I think lifted uh, a company who was in dire straits. Uh, in a business that was um, that was having better years, but wasn't fantastic because the early '90s, uh, right up to 1996, it was a shit period for everyone. It was a shit period for WCW. It was terrible for WWF. And then all of a sudden, out of pure happenstance, you have this guy who appears out of nowhere, cuts one promo, delivers just a few lines, and people are in love with them. And then it's just like, vroom, it, it takes off. And I. I, 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 I sincerely believe that we will never see another Stone Cold again in WWE because I don't think WWE wants another Stone Cold. I don't think they want another larger-than-life superstar. I think they want to build a brand. They don't want to build. They don't want to build uh, main eventers. They don't want to build stars, which is which is weird because that's why you watch wrestling. But I think no one is bigger than the brand now, and I think that's probably Stone Cold's biggest legacy. On because on top of that, and and you know some people look. What about The Rock? The Rock was great, but the the Rock was not the worker that Steve Austin was. Right. Um, right up until his neck injury, Stone Cold was one of the most exciting, fantastic brawlers that the business has ever had the the chance to 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 see perform. Um, his promos, of course, are legendary. The storylines you can you can you can add in the fact that Vince threw himself into the mix, and probably there was a lot of Vince wanting to be in the spotlight as well and that's cool it's his company he can do what he wants it turned out to it, it, especially when it turned out to the, the the end result gave us some of the best wrestling angle storylines matches that that the attitude era gave us through this mcmahon austin feud why would you complain that vince was was in that position right. it's hard for me it's hard to not to not think about him that way. But if then we can get a little more granular, then we can start talking about guys like Liger, who I think is, you know, at least in a mainstream sense, I don't think people quite grasp how important Jushin Thunder Liger is to wrestling because everything that you see the indie guys doing out there, the, the folks on AEW or on Dark, is it's because of that dude, you know? I yeah. think a guy like Hiroshi Tanahashi in New Japan is a legend because he carried that company out of its worst, worst uh, situation out of the late or late 2000s and brought it to where it is. It was entirely on his back. He decided, it was like, look, this straight lace presentation is cool, but let's add some theatrics to it. And they were like, all right, man, this is up to you. You, you, you were give it a shot. And he just drove that company brought it back to prominence uh, and, and to international uh, favor as well. Uh, I mean, there's yeah. so, I mean, there's so much, there's so much stuff you can focus on afterwards, but you know, if you want to broad, big, you know, big and impact monetary impact, because Stone Cold sold merch. He pushed merch. 
they, I mean, that's it. Yep. It's just as simple yep. as that. They made so much money selling T-shirts of the guy, and 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 you know, shit at Walmart and whatnot. That it's good, good for them, good for yeah. him, good for everyone involved. That's that's ultimately what the wrestling business is for. Yeah, I mean, uh, just to jump on that point too, all you folks out there still giving AEW a hard time. That's how we're going to get people to actually watch this business. You're going to see a cool picture of MJF and Jericho in front of the camera doing some song and dance routine. You're going to want to try and figure out what that is. So stop complaining, you idiots. All right. That was from Warren. I'm kidding. No, that's not what I said. <laughs> that's not what I said. You haven't been paying attention. He always said, oh, he's putting AEW over? Yeah, they do music numbers. They, they parody films that came out 17 years ago. <laughs> like, honestly, that is that is my pro wrestling. Like, seeing MJF and Chris Jericho do a song and dance, that's where I'm at. Like I, And I know Jeff Hardy almost killed himself by oh. fighting Elias uh, yesterday. Like, I love to see that he's sitting there smacking the tamper. Like, this is a guy that's having fun yeah. mid-match. I, I yeah. need to see these guys having fun. That's all. That's all I need. I, mm -hmm. I don't need. I don't I know. I, we just assume like uh, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels are having a blast at WrestleMania 25 and 26, doing what they're doing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's. I know. I know. I'm really going off the rails here, but yeah. um, <laughs> that like Dexter Loomis, that guy has to be having more fun than NXT right now with Cameron Grimes. <laughs> Than any other two superstars in the last year. Uh, I mean, there's probably a little bit of hyperbole mixed in there, but I like honestly, that is some of the best work I've seen because I can't help. I mean, you giggle, uh, you scream while you're watching these two and, going at it, and you, you don't cry. think Cameron Grimes is having a ball? He's he is, having a ball. Absolutely He's having, loving it. I mean, the 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 house haunted house of horror, whatever whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. He would the shower scene. Oh and he my starts god! Undressing and he's like, I didn't know Dexter Loomis had a sister. And I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ! And it's perfect. Like, it's perfect. He's just perfect for the role. Yep. I love it. He, I love it. He is that guy. If you give him, you give him the MJF time. You give him the Miz time, and he needs some yeah. grooming. But Cameron Grimes is the guy that will do absolutely anything. And yeah. I remember clearly distinctly when they did the uh that tournament you know the uh well, what did they call it um like the new guys they had ach oh, in there yeah. and, uh you the, know, the, the young for the men the, the uh <laughs> <laughs> the up-and-comer tournament i don't know what yeah, it was called it. Yeah. you know the one ach ended up winning and then he and and then and then the stuff happened right right um i remember him cutting a promo there and I was like, "My God, this guy is boring as dirt." Yep. Like it was, it was terrible. It was bad, bad, bad. Yeah. But, I mean, then look at that. It, take some time, rethink the character, rehabilitate him. Yeah. You know, we like to shit on WWE because you know, there's a lot of things that they that they don't do right. But when they do things correctly and they let Drew the wrestlers play off their strengths, Drew McIntyre. Absolutely. Drew McIntyre is an excellent example. Um, uh, uh, Kevin Owens as well. The, Kevin Owens never feels like they have a script for him. You know, it, it all yeah. feels. I'm sure his discussions with the writers says, "Give me the bullet points. What's the line that Vince wants me to say?" Okay, cool, and then he'll go with it. You know, it's always it always feels like that. 
Yeah. Well, we we uh, I guess we could still. I'm going to wrap Kevin Owens back into it because he was on NXT last week. But I was going to take that opportunity to wrap us into War Games. If uh, Warren, you'd like to uh, do some hot takes and pick do some picks with us for uh, War Games yeah. coming up. All right. Sure. Let's start with that Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes because uh, I mean at at this point we we're now pushing this feud out to. I don't know if I want it to end. I feel like there's those there's those different feuds that um, you can make work like the Sheamus and Cesaro years ago, and then it turns into a tag team. Now, I don't want Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes to be a tag team, but I am loving their work together so much, and I can't quite move the piece, the chess pieces around to figure out when do I make Dexter Loomis my champion. I'm not sure those that move is there yet. I don't think so. So no. if we can punt this, and we can go another month of seeing these two maybe branch out a little bit, but still come back together. I'm totally fine. I don't need this to end with the strat match. Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, go ahead. No, I think they're just doing, uh, like you said, I, I don't ever need to see Dexter Loomis wear a championship gold. I, I think he's in that fiend mold. He's kind of in that undertaker mold. Not that he's at that height yet, but just that I think he's just going to be a story guy and whatever he does with, you know, that weird, uh, creepy, you know, uh, Dexter, murdery, you know, Henley wearing character, that's going to be much more interesting than any, you know, piece of gold Velcroed to a piece of leather. I, I think that he's just going to be fine on his own. And I, I you know, pr could pretty much copy and paste that same description for Cameron Grimes. I just need to see him be the, the sneakiest shit heel you've ever seen. And I think this, there's such good, like, you know, when you play tennis, when you play tennis, yeah, you're supposed to find someone kind of at your level. These guys are perfectly at each other's level to keep volleying back and forth. It, it just works so well. Like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree. I think uh, I think there's been a lot of good here. Um, personally, I wasn't a fan of the blindfold match. But then again, I am never fan. Uh, never been like I even tweeted out, guys. Tell me where show where has there been in the history of the world a good blindfold match? And <laughs> I mean the concept even baffles me. You know, it's like even if it was a shoot, you know, you even do. if it was a shoot, why would you want to see two guys with bags on their heads try to fight each other? You do spend most of the time wondering, can they see through that? Like that's where my head yeah, is at yeah, for yeah. maybe five minutes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Where you like are, are those shoot sacks? <laughs> are they shoot sacks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but but uh, but I I do feel that they that they work well together. I hope that they go uh, that they go towards. Let's put this on pause for a while because I, I I you know I think one of the problems that permeates WWE maybe aside of from SmackDown these days is the lack of fresh matches. I think like on SmackDown, Jay Uso having a single run is wonderful because then you have like oh look at look at these new pairings look at these new matchups that we've never had before this is this is cool this is exciting um so i think you know i want that in my nxt especially since that's well that's kind of what i'm used to in nxt as well i'm a long time viewer uh i've always loved i've always loved it i like it when they mix it up you know sure. the the long-term stories the trilogies you know, like the the the, the Gargano Champas and stuff like that, the Nakamura's Balors, stuff, all that. Let's let's keep that for the high level stuff. Yeah. Mix it up more in the underground, uh, in the underground, yeah. the undercard. Yeah. yeah. Um. I real quick too. I didn't want to uh, omit him, but um. 
another guy kind of getting a little bit of a, uh, some attention singles wise, Kyle O'Reilly. Mm. Oh, chef's kiss. Oh, that's a great example. When you talk about like Kevin Owens feeling so natural in the ring, every time I watch Kyle fight, I'm like, Oh, now a real battle is about to ensue. Um, <laughs> Like I know that his battle stance is just kind. Of, it almost looks like a like a toddler trying to kick you if when you're trying to put their shoes on. Yeah. Uh, but it's like the, also the most dangerous one. Like I'm not yeah. getting near that man. That's like getting next to a scorpion. I'm I'm staying as far away as possible. Uh, the but world's most more... dangerous. Yeah, the world's most most dangerous toddler. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. But uh, his moves, like every time he puts in a submission hold, there's always an extra little <clears throat> twerk yeah. where you can see like, oh my god, that like it. It has that strong style feel to it, and it's just it's Kyle's own own stank on a wrestling match, and I can't get enough. I, I'm so excited that he gets to That's you know be it. on his own and not have to take five minute breaks so he can watch poor Bobby Fish get beat up for a few minutes. Um, more and then Kyle get injured again. Oh, poor Bob. Right. Um, but, uh, but I mean, that's why he will, he was loved so much in Ring of Honor, that's why he worked so well in Japan as well. Yeah. Uh, he's got that, he's got that shooter grit to him, which works really yeah. well. Yeah. So, uh, real quick, just for funsies, I'm going to go Cameron Grimes. Cause I want I think that's oh, the best way to get this thing. Oh punted. yeah. We should pick some more. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think Grimes, he needs something right now. He needs to put some polish on that hat and then, you know, he has to win a match to get that purse. I, Mike? I feel like Cameron is just going to keep losing and it won't matter. Cause he's still going to be giggling at the end. I Give me Dexter Loomis all day. Give me the Henley. <laughs> you know what? If that isn't a part of the WWE shop, honestly. I'm begging I, I, I him. Why is it only t-shirts? Yeah, I want to see the two crazy eyeballs. Yeah, on the back. <laughs> give me a Seamus cap. You know, let me get all decked out. And all oh, Seamus's gear is so good these days. My <laughs> God. The suspenders. Like oh, I love it. You, know, you like the Gangs of New York look? Looks I awesome. love it. I love yeah. it. Peaky blinders all the way, man. He it worked. Yeah. And when he lost his hat yesterday and he didn't have the mohawk. Yeah. And all, I was like, yeah. they, they, that's it. Perfect. Don't touch yep. it. Don't, yep. don't leave it alone. It was beautiful. I yeah. had no idea how badly I needed Seamus's hair to lay flat. I know. I, it, it just like I don't need him to be a, a spicy Cheeto. Like let him be a regular yeah. ass kicker. You know, a fireface. Like yeah. you fire, never fireface, fire bro. Yeah. <laughs> before before you had one, you you never wanted a McRib, but once you had a taste of the McRib, you're yeah. like, this makes sense. This is this is life. You know, that's what Seamus with the with the flat hair. He's a McRib for me. All right, real quick. And it, it works. Mick, you know, I want to the... throw some credit to Matt Riddle too. Uh, <laughs> when he got uh, MVP to crack, uh, was that two weeks ago? I think when he so, called yeah. he called MVP yeah. his bro, and he's that... like, I'm, "I'm not your bro," and he's like, "Oh, yeah, that yes, <laughs> that was and, perfect and, and, comedic timing." And, and, he, and, and MVP had to he had to cover his nose. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. I'm a mark now for Matt Riddle or just Riddle now. Um, I, uh, he's 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 winning me over. Let's. Uh, I, I want to jump we'll back, back into, into guys. The card. Yeah, for sure. I want to jump back into guys that uh, we were talking about. Cameron Grimes' inability to do promos during that tournament. Um, I still don't know what the hell is going on with Damian Priest. I, I think he's one of the like as characters go. It's such a scramble. It, it's honestly, if you go back, everybody's talking about WWF No Mercy, and you had those branches where you're filling out a story. I feel like they've gone every single way on that WWF No Mercy story branch i don't know if you guys remember it 
That's how mm -hmm. I feel with Damian Priest. We have no idea what the hell's going on. But uh, him, Johnny Gargano, Leon Ruff, I mean, this to me is so easy to pick. <laughs> like, you, you can punt this. You can have it last another month. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I don't think this is going to happen. But I, I want, I want me some Leon Ruff. I, I want, I want that guy to hold on to the title. And you have so many different. I mean, it's a triple threat, right? Like you've already, you're already trying to figure out like how are they going to mix up where the wrestlers are at what point so that Leon can get that pin or what's going to happen there. Like that's what it feels like. Everybody's because, leaving strong. Yeah. Right. Uh, Leon yep. can, Leon can take a pin. Right. No, nobody's going to bat an eye if he goes down. I think we're all going to say good for him for holding the NXT uh, North American title as long as he did. But he's got to walk away with the title, right? I think so. I think so. I, and I like I, I I like surprises in wrestling. I think everyone was shocked when he when he won it off of Gargano. I like how they continued the story of the Gargano curse. You know that I thought was yep. a nice touch as well. Um, and Leon Ruff coming out of nowhere and winning, I thought that was fantastic. Leon Ruff is great. Uh, his work in Evolve was phenomenal. So you know, and we've you know everyone was freaking out on his squash matches. That he had, you know, over the you know la over the past few months, because he sold so well. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I am all for mixing it up in wrestling. This is not boring, and you know, wrestling fans, uh, there's a contingent that really don't know what they want. They're like, give us something fresh, not Gargano and Priest again. Oh, let's give the title to the Leon Rush. What the fuck's this shit? No, this is it. This like, this is interesting. And if they're going to elevate someone new to uh, in NXT, which I honestly think in NXT is in desperate need of right now, um, I think it does need some some fresh blood. Yeah. Uh, go with go with a guy that no one saw coming. Build them, make them your own. Uh, I mean, this is the start of uh, of Leon Ruff's. It's the first day of Leon Ruff's life. The rest of his yeah. life. That's how <laughs> this is the rest of your life. Love that. Um, yeah, I uh, met the uh, Damien Priest. Wh whoever's writing for him, oof, uh, not a resume I would uh, want to share with other people. Um, on right. the same he, night, the on the same man? night that they'll, right. yeah, like, you know, the same night they'll, you know, pump up like you know the Live documentary. Uh, they'll talk about Becky Lynch being a mom, and we're going to talk to her. Um, you'll see a you know a commercial for a two-year-old women's uh, revolution pay-per-view. And then they'll trot out Damian Priest to be like, yo, I got all the ladies. I got all those objects. Really? Uh, let me, let's all, let's just, all go uh, hang out in this bar. Come on. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's such an antithesis to everything that they're trying to preach. Um, I, I, I don't need him there. Um, and I got to say, you know, when they book this as a triple threat, I, I think they just don't want Gargano to get, keep getting bombed uh, by a rookie, you know, an NXT rookie. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm picking rough to walk away. Um, still holding that belt. Yeah. And I, I, just to jump on the, jump on that Damian priest. Well, how do I want to put that properly? Um, to, to keep that conversation. Yeah. Uh, we'll jump right on it. Yeah. Sounds jump good. on Damian priest. Real quick. <laughs> um, Hot. I just, I think there's, there's, there's room to fix it. I just think they should have taken more time to fix it before they gave him this North American title opportunity because I just didn't feel like it was polished yet. And I, I don't know if they're going to do, if they're going to still do the same polishing for Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis, who I think are, 
are probably better candidates for that conversation and better candidates for those matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, do do the same thing for Priest because this this could ruin him, giving him like that too far of a push. And of course, I'm saying too far of a push in regards to an NXT North American Championship run, but it really did feel like it was bad timing. And uh, gosh, I, I really hope that you know we were talking about giving a pause uh, to Loomis and Cameron Grimes just to their feud. I want to see Damian Priest get a long pause so he can come back and maybe just figure out like how to make the shooting and shooting an arrow and having that Titan Tron turn into a ball I, of flame. That is badass. That you is know sweet what? as hell. So you somebody, know, whoever came up with that idea, figure out what the hell his character is. You know, you know how a uh, main event WWE, like they just can't be subtle. Like Ricochet mm. has to come out now, has to go boing, 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 boing. like I, um Elser Black had to add a creaky door to his entrance. I can't wait for Vince to call up Damian Priest and have him walk out with like a little nerf, you know, bow and arrow and then shoot it like a little <laughs> little plush arrow at the crowd. Uh, somebody's gotta get the Steve Martin like arrow through the head. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, right. So this this is definitely not an arrow through the head. This is going to be beautiful. Team Shotzi and Team Candice. I I probably shouldn't have picked this because this is probably going to be match of the night. Um, and there there are different reports I'm seeing still to be announced, and I'm also seeing Io Shirai to be a part of Team Shotzi. So we can pretend it's Io. We can pretend we don't know who it is. Maybe it's Charlotte Flair. Um, it kind of felt like it was going to be EO after the last episode, but, um, I don't know. How do you dissect this? It's, it's going to be, we're going to, we're going to pick one of these teams to win, but ultimately the win is going to be us sitting down with our bowl of popcorn, a couple of beers and enjoying just oh, it's gonna rule. 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it's absolutely going to rule. Uh, but personally, I'm I'm surprised that Rhea is is in it because I thought Rhea had a perfect send off yeah. uh, when she Same. when she with 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 her match against Io, perfect perfect send off. And frankly, I don't know why I don't know why she's she's there. You know, if anything, if anything, you know, uh, keep Rhea off, uh, put Io in there, bring back uh, Mercedes Martinez. M- Mercedes Ooh. Mercedes yeah. said. Hey, you know what, Vince? Uh, fuck your retribution angle. I don't want to do it. <laughs> but th- those are that's what the reports say. Like yeah. she sat down with Creative and said, "There is no way in hell I have wrestled for twenty five years to suddenly come in and do this is silly shit." No, absolutely not. <laughs> and she's been on this. So bring her back yeah. there. Bring her back there. Make her a baby face. I'm a, a, a badass baby face, and have her. But look. That's just me. I I think EO is going to be in the match as well because EO has uh, EO has heat with everyone on the well, you know, kayfabe heat with everyone on the uh, uh, on the on the heel side with Candice, with Dakota Kai, with Raquel via uh, via Dakota and Tony Storm. Tony Storm. I mean, these women fought in stardom against each other. They have a long, long, long history. So I, there's all, there's great stuff that you can tell there. But, I mean, what are you going – how do we dissect this? Shotzi's going to do insane shit. Ember <laughs> is, going to ju- is going to eclipse someone off the fucking cage because she's nuts. And she said, injuries? What injuries? 
Um, <laughs> Rhea has to be, she has to come back full circle to just being a badass who beats people up. No more of this smiling, I'm so happy to be here bullshit. Oh, look at how big this arena is that I'm going to be competing. Me, me, this little girl from backwoods Australia, wherever, right. Adelaide. I've been told, by the way, from Australian friends that uh, girl, like Adelaide, um, th that city in Australia that she's from, they're, they're all Rhea Ripley's there. They, they're all women who oh, look and act like that. Yeah, it's, it's wow. like. I was told it's not even a gimmick. They're not that far off. She's not even that far off. They all have attitude like that. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, get some cool. plane tickets. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Got Australia. All right. But, uh. but this, this match is going to rule. This match is going to rule. Uh, between all of y'all, I think the weak link is Tony Storm. I don't think Tony, since coming up to WWE, even in her NXT run, NXT UK run, has delivered anything close to what she did on the independent circuit and that made her a star. I really don't. I think they capitalize a lot on her looks, on her natural charisma, on her connection that she can create with the audience. But Tony's NXT UK run as champion was bland as fuck. Uh, and uh, from what I saw in uh, her match, uh, not this week, the week before her match, was it against Ember Moon? No, it wasn't she was against... She was with she, so she just turned on. No, on, but uh, the the last time she fought, it was it wasn't against Ember Moon. I can't remember. It, uh, two weeks ago, oh, I thought it, uh, I thought it was very very average. Was it Dakota? I think it was Dakota Kai. I think it was Dakota Kai that she that she fought. But I thought it, I was like, oh, this is uninspired. I really think Tony Storm is the weak link in this match. I think everyone else is fantastic and has a role, and I think Io should be the mystery woman, or at least the last person to be announced for the team. I'll throw this out there. I mean, to your to your point and the the blandness of her her promo deliveries. I think that oh, not just her promo deliveries. I think her right. in ring work hasn't been there either. I, uh, I I was stoked to see her NXT UK, and then her run happened, and I was like, what is that? Her best match in NXT UK was a qualifying match on one of the first episodes she did. Again, uh, they they aired against Dakota Kai was a qualifying match for uh for the in the tournament they were having. To face Rhea Ripley face for the Rhea, title. Yep. Yeah. And it was against Dakota Kai and it was a banger. Everything she did after that was average to not very good. Well, I, I was gonna throw out there, I mean, there, there's definitely definitely opportunities for, for some changes here with her going heel. And I think like for me, you were stoked to see you get like that pop, you get like the surprise pop, you get excited, and then you kind of see what, what Tony's rolling out there. Um, and I, I, I agree with you with the with the blandness there. So I, I think there's at least some opportunity here for, for her to turn it around or for whoever's writing what she's going to be out there and saying uh, to, to throw a little more fire when she's got that mic. I, I, I want to see this heel turn turn into something where I agree. Um, like the, the fans uh, on Twitter, absolute pigs, throw them under the bus. Treat sure. them like garbage. Oh, my God. That would be that would be. Because they have been pigs to her. They've been absolutely, absolutely. rotten to yep. her. Um, and, and and this is the wild thing, right, guys? We're sitting here and we're talking about Tony Storm, who is far from being a bad wrestler, right? Right. Like, far, far, far. I watched WCW in the 90s, right? I've seen Van Hammer wrestle, right? I've seen Horace Hogan wrestle. <laughs> I've seen Nia Jax wrestle. She yeah. is... <laughs> Tony Storm is is a far cry from being a bad wrestler, and here we are saying she's the weak link. This it's, is how fucking spoiled we are, right. boys. 
Well, yeah, in NXT, that women's division is just unbelievable. That's the thing. Um, and like, it's, it's any one of those of women would run, would yeah. run AEW. Oh, I mean, God. By a landslide. It's I not mean, even close. I mean, there's almost any promotion out there. They, these these ladies would, would run that, whatever their respective division is, they, they would absolutely destroy. Uh, it's just uh, one thing that NXT, or at least WWE, the company, has done really well is like kind of give all these women an opportunity to like be a character, be a person. We're going to give you, you know, time to wrestle. Um, we're not just going to give you, uh, you know, what AEW does. It's like the the nine, it's like the nine twenty one spot, and you get to wrestle through an Arby's commercial, and then we do the main event at about nine thirty to ten. We're going to jam as many women's things within one quarter hour, you know, just that one quarter. And then for the rest of the show, there's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, you know, Matt and I, we've, we've loved Dakota Kai since we, they did a little NXT, you know, tour through Detroit and she just had a, you know, a nothing mid card dark match. And it was like one of the greatest like physical sights you've ever seen. Was she still Um, a baby face? She was still a baby face. She's the, the, the team kick captain yeah, uh, back a, then right, fantastic and she was such a natural baby face too she was so good at it you know yeah. i i loved I, I and i still love her don't get me wrong but you know the the baby face dakota kai was just perfect you know the yeah the, you know the perfect substitute for bailey who had gone right i mean mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah and it's we talk about it all the time how much harder it is to be like you know a, a rosy cheeked baby face and she pulled it off and people mm-hmm. didn't you know get sarcastic about it like they genuinely would root their hearts out for her so yeah because because she she'd fucking kick your face in if you didn't yeah <laughs> absolutely legitimately so you know that I, 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 I we seem to all be in agreement that the, the women's the women's match is, is just going to rule there's Not too many good, good elements yeah absolutely yeah. Um, yes, let's talk about that dog shit men's war game <laughs> all right <laughs> So uh, somebody somebody brought up. Can you imagine a guy? His name is Roderick Strong. You know, it's like R R R. What other Stephen? Fish. Steve, what are you yes, another guy's name Fish. What the fuck, man? What's happening to? My God, I missed the nineties. Attitude Era forever. Guess for air much? All right. Um, so uh, I did. I thought it was pretty interesting. Somebody a few weeks ago brought up. Um, they were like rolling their eyes at Undisputed Era being in every war games. And I was like, no, no, no. That's like the Four Horsemen, my man. The Four Horsemen was in like every single war games for like it's the their, first their 10. Show. Yep. Yeah. Their event. I'm okay with I like the idea of wrestlers having their like their event that this this is their thing. Like I like yeah. how they leaned into Randy Orton at Survivor Series this even though he wasn't in the in the Survivor Series match. You know, saying uh, Survivor Series is Randy Orton's event. It's where he wins the most. You know, I like that kind of stuff. If yeah, the Hardys and TLC, Undertaker, Hell in a Cell, absolutely. Yeah, and, and if if um and if NXT War Games becomes Undisputed Era's thing, perfect. I don't have a problem with that. I love it. I actually love it. You know, if next year they're still around, right? And oh, then you know, yeah. William Regal comes out to War Games and. The, <laughs> And he picks eight dudes who aren't undisputed era. Adam Cole has to come out and say, "Whoa, hang on a second! No, you are putting this. This is our match. You're putting us in it, kind of thing." There, yeah. That has to happen. Absolutely. I even see the idea of them like getting called up and Adam Cole like bringing out the secret weapon. Like nobody beats us, you know, in war games. You know, maybe they do some main event match against you know four goops and you know WWE. Um, but it's, would, I love it. Absolutely. That'd be a good like way to. Uh, 
we got to call WWE creative. That's a good pass the torch sort of thing. Like when they, when they finally go down like handily, I think that's what, you know, you've, you've got to create like another good faction. I, I don't think the Kings of NXT is that faction. Um, I don't, I don't know how long Pat McAfee is for the NXT world. He hasn't made his million dollars yet. I don't think so. Once he hits that, <laughs> then he's gone. But um, I, you know what? This this is a good. Uh, we'll, we'll throw this out there. I, I mean, a quickie. We're both huge fans of Pat McAfee. The two of us. I, I, how do you feel about Pat McAfee? I never thought I would say that, but my God, right. he got God, me. I hate him. Son of a bitch, he got me. I hate his guts. Like I really do hate <laughs> the character. But that's what you want. Like you want to hate the character. So can I, you imagine? Can you imagine their top heel? Is is a guy who isn't even a trained wrestler. Can you imagine it's, watching the Indianapolis Colts ten years ago <laughs> and seeing their fucking punter kicking to the moon and saying that guy is gonna run the wrestling world? You heard it here first. He's gonna main event a takeover. You're like what the <laughs> fuck? Nah. But how 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 good is he? Sincerely, truly, and he. he this is what I've always. Love the even with his feud with Adam Cole, it's a guy. I I have as many wrestling fans tie-ins with sports people and movie stars into wrestling. It, it usually doesn't mesh. There's a lot of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We we know you guys. Yeah, you know, we're in. The, it's wrestling. We're in. We're in on the joke. Yeah. <laughs> Pat McAfee takes it seriously. That's mm -hmm. his thing. He's. Yeah. He understands the business, and he doesn't go around saying, I love wrestling. I can tell he loves wrestling because of how he heals it up. Can you believe right now the best heel that WWE has outside of Roman Reigns in their entire company? And yes, I'm throwing Randy Orton in there. Ooh. Outside of Roman Reigns <laughs> is Pat McAfee. He's he's he he drains. Fantastic heat, even though there's no audience, you just you do want to just strangle the guy, yeah. And I mean, his like, promos are impeccable, and he works. He might not be extremely polished, and he's not gonna, I don't think he's gonna be pulling off destroyers off the top rope through a table kind of thing. <laughs> but you wait, I could be surprised. It's a war game, he's Correct. listening to this right now, and he's like, Those <laughs> <laughs> but he's fantastic. He really, really is. And he's added so much to this story. And he's and he managed, let's not forget, uh, to to use the um oh what's his name? The guy who got injured, uh uh the, the rugby player. Uh how can we have oh forgotten God, his name? Rugby? Uh I don't was, think I, I know who you're talking about. The guy who attacked Adam Cole at the last takeover and then got injured. Oh. Oh shit! Uh, the guy who almost killed Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Oh, yes. God. What the fuck is his name? <laughs> What's that guy's name? Should we Google it? Who almost killed Johnny Gargano? Holy shit! Um. Oh, this is embarrassing. Oh shit! We have to. That's Google why you pre-record. There's three of us. Yeah. There's three of us, and oh, that's so sad <laughs> for him though. <laughs> I want to say Reese, but it's not Reese. Uh, is it Luke Menzies? No, 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 no. Like, oh, my goodness. Uh, Ridge Holland. There we go. Oh, Ridge Holland. Because so, Ridge, Ridge Holland was supposed to be the hitman for for uh, for McAfee, right? 
But then he got injured. He got legitimately injured and was sidelined, and that's why they brought Pete Dunn in because uh, because they had to fill in with someone. And why not yeah. Pete Dunn, who will not purposefully end another man's wrestling career? Right. Um, so um, so the he had to manage that McAfee. On top of that, I remember that promo where he, where he came in the ring and he sort of he tied everything together. It was brilliant. He's a he understands the nature of wrestling storytelling, and that's what I love the most about him. He's a he's a mainstream. I know he's not the most mainstream guy, but he's a mainstream outside guy bringing in, but who's who loves the business, who cares about it, and he who puts the effort in what he's doing, and it's paying off dividends. I have he should be on every every week. I think he's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah I, I'd I'd wrap it back up to like our first conversation of the show and talking about Jeff Hardy even though he almost killed himself, like having fun playing the tambourine. Like that, that's what I want. If I can see a guy that is visibly having fun in my, in his pro wrestling and what he's doing, that's what I want. And sure. so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's something of, a, uh, it's like fresh air, you know, yes. it's refreshing yeah. when these transcendent guys work out. Like it wasn't that long ago. We just saw Gronk and you know, WWE thought that was really going to be big money. And that guy just looked like such a gigantic dipshit. I, I can't, <laughs> there's, there's, you know, he's in a long line of, uh, you know, WWE mishaps and Pat. For a fraction of the too, price. I don't want to be too, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want to be too hyperbolic, but it's almost like that kind of pressure that like LeBron James walks into in the NBA as an 18 year old high school kid. Like Pat McAfee knew that people were just going to laugh and mock any tiny little botch that he might have done in his match with Adam Cole or any mishap on a microphone and be like, see, he shouldn't have been here. But all he did was like dominate in both spots. So with all that pressure, just man, I don't mind kissing that guy's ass. It was great stuff. We've been talking about this one match for like 10 minutes and we haven't even mentioned Lorcan and Birch, who are like probably the most underrated NXT Tag champions. I, I'm making right now. I promise no, to I all the brothers of discussion faithful. I'm gonna finish this goddamn article this week, but I'm coming out with the top 10 NXT tag teams uh to actually hold the belts uh at any point. They are in that top 10 list, and I dare say they are the most underrated of anybody on that list, even though they've got a pretty short tenure. For a while, they were maybe the best team to never hold them. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there, there's a pretty crazy list out there. Is, I mean, uh, of some pretty short tenures and teams that probably should have held it. But um, I mean, this Mike, this is a team that it holds uh, a tremendous spot on our show because uh, Warren, we can introduce you to the uh, Oni and Lorkin and Danny and Birch unfortunate event where uh, I just kept rattling off names, thinking uh, for the first time that we watched them wrestle that there's four guys because it sounds like four <laughs> first names. My God, all four of them are here? That's right. So, Oni and Danny and Lorcan and Birch. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> you got no chance in this match. It's a four-on-two tag team title match. Forever. Care. Forever. They will They will hold that title on this show. But um, but I, I, will, I, I completely agree with you, and I will even remember, I will always remember, the, the crowd at, I think it was Chicago 2, TakeOver Chicago 2, when they were facing the Undisputed Era. You know, the Undisputed Era, heels, but they've never really been heels. Always got the big pops from the crowd. Yeah. Lorcan and Birch come into silence. <laughs> Undisputed Era come out, and they're the tag champs. Huge pop, right? 
enormous. Everyone loves, uh, I think it was, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Strong and, uh, I, I'm pretty sure Fish was injured. I'm pretty sure it was Kyle O'Reilly and, and, and Strong at that point. And, and Lorcan and Birch, just on the, 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 the work they put in that match, they delivered not only a fantastic match, but they won the crowd over. No one was cheering for the Undisputed Era by the end of that match. They all wanted Oni and Danny to win it. And that, friends, is the mark of a glorious tag team. When you get zero reaction, and by the end of the match, people are standing up because they want you to win. Jesus Christ. It, it, I will always remember that match. Yeah, I mean these are these are guys too. Like while I'm putting this article together, it's fun to like go back and watch all their all, all the all the greatness. I mean, almost almost winning like the Dusty Rhodes class. I mean, mm -hmm. the, like the the amount of tag teams that have done multiple Dusty Rhodes classics isn't that long of a list. Uh, but these guys, I mean, have been working like not just the business, but I mean they're they're doing everything for WWE, including all the time over at NXT UK. It's just uh, two or five live. If, if you're not anybody, yeah. like go go to go to Oni's Twitter account. It, it has been... Twitter's <laughs> oh, no one does Twitter better than Oni right. from from his park bench <laughs> with the pigeons. It's fantastic. It's masterpiece uh, work. But uh, uh, we're spending way too long talking about the single match uh, because I do still think the 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 match of the night is probably going to end up being shots team Shotzi and team Candice. Uh, that's. That's just to say this is going to be that good of a show from me speaking how many days out. Picking the winner. I think we got to go Kings of NXT. I, I think we're we're going to see Lorcan and Birch and, and Pete Dunn take it over. And, and Pat McAfee has got to get a win. And I think this is the best way for him to get a win when he's got three of the best guys standing behind him. Even um, though we Pat, crowned the War Games match as an undisputed era. Pat McAfee wins it on a shooting star press off the top of the cage on Adam Cole. <laughs> Everybody loses their fucking minds and buys Pat McAfee t-shirts that night. It's going to be heroic. <laughs> he, gets back up, he gets back up, does one of these. Buy my merch! Looks <laughs> right into the camera. Um, it sounds yeah, like a, there isn't a lot of agreement. When you threw that out there? I kind of feel like Undisputed Era needs this. It's weird to say that Undisputed Era needs it, but I think if they want like they're 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 trying it out as a babyface team. As you know, they're trying they're trying the UE as babyfaces now. Uh, I think they need uh I think they need a little babyface legitimacy. I think they need to beat the assholes. Well, we say it all the time. We call it our, our signature wins, something that uh, like we go back to talking about Damian Priest and uh, Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis. Those guys are still looking for that signature win. Mm -hmm. This would be for the baby face version of Undisputed Era, that signature win. So I, I we keep so. track of those. So I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and notch that up. We'll, we'll, we'll put an asterisk that it was uh, from the Mr. Warren Hayes show. <laughs> but Mike, take, what, what do you got? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm still I'm still going with my shooting star press. Um, I, oh, right. I'm I sorry. think it's, it's going to be something. <laughs> Can you amazing. repeat what you picked? <laughs> a Phoenix um, splash. Go on, be, a Phoenix splash. It'll look better than Lesnar's um, oh. at the very least. Um, <laughs> I just, <laughs> it won't look like a, a mortal injury is about to uh, be on live TV. Um, I, I think, uh, Pat, 
I, I think they really, yeah, I think they realize they have something here. By God, this McAfee guy gives a damn about our sport, and I, I think they might just let him pin somebody on a major, you know, pay per view like this. I think it's actually going to happen. Yeah, I, I really do feel like he's going to pin Adam Cole like that. Oh, you know, because we always be big dagger in his side. Like, yeah, like WWE always likes to get uh, Twitter talking, and they're like, "What? You know, Pat McAfee pinned who?" I think this would be a pretty good moment to do that. Hey, they they got to get Pat McAfee moving before Shaq hits the ring. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, please. All right, so uh, we're we're gonna wrap up here. Uh, but I, I did bring up. I, I don't know if you have. We could treat it as a hot take. We're coming up. Give us some recommendations. So anything that you feel we absolutely have to consider as match of the year, or if there's any dark horses you think we've, we may have missed. Um, again, this is a situation where I have a couple, I think not a lot of people are going to be remembering MJF versus jungle boy from was it double or nothing or revolution. I think it was revolution. Uh, they had a singles match. It mm -hmm. was, yeah. It's still one of my favorite matches this year. Perfect, 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 perfect. Uh, built completely old school. Love it. I think that for WWE, you, I think the Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy triple threat mm -hmm. for the IC titles. I, I think that's their the best match they've put on this year with Sasha and Bailey and Helena Cell being super close. Now, very, very, sure. very. I'd have a hard time pulling out. Um, otherwise, um, Toriyano versus Hiromu Takahashi from New Japan at the New Japan Cup this year. If you guys don't watch New Japan, you're probably like, oh, look at him. It's probably a work rate phenomenon. But no, it is the greatest. I'm talking about work rate. Yeah. <laughs> it's the greatest comedy match I have ever seen in my entire life. And it is legitimately one of my matches of the year. Huh. I, I, I love it. And I, I want to get. Uh, how do you feel about the Royal Rumble this year being in consideration for that? Because I, I honestly think it was one of the best Royal Rumbles. We watched it live, so that there's it was fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but battle royals as matches of the year, no, it does it doesn't like it doesn't jive. It doesn't jive for me. There's yeah. something because it, it it you build stories, sure, fine, you know, but I think stories are important. And here I am saying, hey, my favorite match of the year is a comedy match. <laughs> the guys ended up in an elevator. You tie you tape one guy in an elevator and sit him down to the ground floor and he got the he got a count out win. That's exactly how the match ended. Yeah. Um, but I think Battle Royals, I don't know, but as much as uh, as much as I think the 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 men's Royal Rumble this year was indeed absolutely phenomenal and some great storytelling and on the women's side as well. I think both Royal Rumbles were a treat this year. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know if you if you put that as a match of the year. Too many people involved, sh short amount, sh short spans. Like, sh okay, Lesnar was there for a really long time, but Lesnar's just tossing guys out until he gets really sweaty, and, and that's it. You know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's you. It 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 lacks like the the intimacy of just a few handful of people putting together an athletic spectacle. You know. Now it's more like 
It's it's showmanship. I love Royal, I love the Royal Rumble. I love every it's it is my WWE event every year. It's the one that I don't want to miss. It's the one I prefer. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, it's show, it's spectacle, it's more theater than anything else. It's moments, but it's it, I, yeah. Oh, I got you. I, 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 it's, it's definitely one of those where I'm, I'm going to play with the idea. I already have, it's, it's one of those things. I feel like I should put it in an envelope and send it, Mike, I'm going to, I'm going to mail it over to you. Hopefully it'll get to you before we record for match of the year, but I, I have the match of the year picked out. I don't, I don't think, I feel like we got to save it. Right. It hasn't been mentioned yet. Um, so I'm, I'm happy no. there. My, the, the thunder hasn't been spoiled there. My, uh, or stolen, <laughs> spoiled. Jesus. Uh, but, uh, I, I do still like that idea playing around with that. Like it was so special to me and it could be like the last live major event <laughs> we ever get. So that there's also that element where it's like, well, out of all the, and on this <laughs> note, good night, everyone. <laughs> you want to leave 2020 feeling good about yourself? Remember when we could go to events? All right. Um, I mean, with that. I'm going to, I'm going to call you Mr. Mr. Warren Hayes. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure. Um, I really hope we can have you on again because I will tell you this, we have had other guests. I have not laughed or had as much fun as I had today. Uh, we get a lot of statisticians. So, you know, <laughs> we, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, we, we get a lot of morticians and, and morticians and, and accountants on the show. A lot of lecturers. So. Yeah. Um. <laughs> this was a blast guys. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, you guys are fantastic and you know, you, a guest is only as good as their host. So uh, oh. thank you. You, you know, if you guys enjoyed having me on, it's all on you. You guys made it, made it a lot of fun. I, I had a great time. Thank you very much for having me. Fantastic. And we're, uh, yeah. you're gonna have to warn Kristen cause we're, we're probably going to be hitting those DMS to, we're, we gotta get we gotta get that that women's wrestling conversation going. Uh, so that's just all she did was ruin her own DMs. So that's <laughs> that's on her. Oh well, yeah. That's <laughs> all right. On her. Uh, but uh, again, thank you so much. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's wrap up. And uh, as Stone Cold says, we're gonna sail off into the sunset. All right. See you, Warren. Thank you, guys. See you soon.